you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. To see the video version, let's go to youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification, all those wonderful things we're doing over there. Also, go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. You're, you'll see everything we're doing there as well. And also, go to all of our groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those different places. You can see all the stuff that we're doing today we have an old friend of mine he's not old per se but we've been friends for a long time so it's in that it's the vernacular is that is it the way one would say it in the vernacular we'll be talking to him today he is david solomon vice president of cobas and uh, i've known him through uh, so many iterations of his career welcome to the show how are you doing doing great it was a bit of a scramble because day before yesterday we heard this big lightning clap oh yeah under clap web huge lightning and i come downstairs i had just about finished work so i really didn't care no problem it seemed like everything was okay the next morning i get up and realize that the storm had taken out all of my switches oh. so i'm typically in my office if you've ever seen these me on the uh, cobus live broadcasts on thursday i'm typically in my office with a big drum set back here and my whole office set up and it's just like the coolest place about 30 minutes ago i started just scrambling so i ran downstairs hooked up another computer hooked it up directly to the router that's down here so that we so i wouldn't be cutting out so yeah outside of that things are going great listening to a lot of music having a lot of having a lot of fun working at cobus and being somewhat entertained by all of the all of the chatter that 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 goes around audio so tell us for the layman out there for the people who aren't familiar with cobus tell us what cobus is what do they do and and maybe affiliate them with some of your if you want to name your competitors so people know what field you guys yeah yeah we don't have any competitors so. oh okay yeah that's true a good point <laughs> We got tons of competitors. Who's the people who want to be Cobas? Who are trying really hard? Such an incredible ride with Cobas. It all started years and years ago when Pandora and uh, Spotify and Mog and all of these. You skipped Napster. No, I'm just kidding. Napster. I'm just kidding. There was just so BitTorrent. This industry was in just absolute infancy for years and years. And then in 2014, I was lucky enough to launch another streaming service here that was uh, the first full resolution streaming service, which was Tidal. Had a Mm -hmm. great time doing that until Jay-Z bought it out and decided that I didn't really fit the posse. So he, yeah, we're not going to need you anymore. After that, I had been super interested in streaming forever. I opened a little company called Peachtree Audio years ago, and that was a we knew that's where things were going. Eventually, we knew that things were going to go to a full or high-risk stream. So we put like all of those eggs in that basket. So it was like, it's been a really cool career. And then I went to work for Cobuzz, met those guys in, in Munich at the Munich show, which, by the way, if you ever get to go to an audio show in the world, Chris, 
that is like without a doubt by leaps and bounds the coolest audio show in the world. So I met those guys at at the Munich show and they invited me to to come to Paris for an interview and went there and and, and the got got the job with Cobus to launch my second full res streaming service except this time it was going to be high res. Mm-hmm. So now we've gone from Napster at oh lord knows what uh bit rate those guys were going at definitely probably two 192 max, maybe 256 kilobits per second max, all the way up to over 9,200 kilobits on Koba. So we do full bit perfect, full and high resolution, all the way from 1644 to 24192. We're the first guys that kind of gave up the whole MP3 thing. We're going, mm-hmm. there's no reason for MP3, so why, why even talk about it why offer the service there are so many services that are offered that are compressed that we're going this isn't i'm so proud of this decision about i guess it was like two years now we made an we made an announcement at the new york audio show that we were no longer going to be supporting mp3 so mm-hmm. now it's literally 1644 all the way up to 24 not 192 and it's if you if you understand digital at all it's all bit perfect. So it's exactly the ones and zeros that the studios deliver to us. Those are the same kind of, that's the same kind of performance that, that we deliver to the general public, which in, for someone like me, for somebody like you, Chris, it's you open up a program and all of a sudden you've got 70 million tunes and CD up to high res. If you're anything like me, you're pinching yourself pretty much every single time you open up the program. So that's what we do. It's really the highest quality recordings that you can get, studio masters, as it were. So, yeah, now we've got now we got the ability to put more money into our gear mm-hmm. than we do our music collection. If you remember years for years and years, for at least most of my life, the biggest expense to my music system was my soft thousands of albums thousands of cds and that starts adding up after a while and then it was like you remember when you were a kid and you were going mom take me to the record store because you weren't mm. old enough to drive at that point and your mom i rode my bike yeah no problem she'd pop you in the, the car you go to the record store you pick if you worked really hard that week, you might be able to get three or four albums. But most likely, you get a couple albums, maybe one, and then you're, it just took so long to build up your collection, so oh, yeah. much money. Now we just literally don't have that that constraint anymore. It's like now you for twelve fifty a month, you open up a program and you're going anything I ever wanted in high resolution is here, or most yeah. of everything that's in high resolution is here. And now I can put a lot of more money into to my audio gear to actually make that sound incredible. So that's Cobuzz in a nutshell. We also are really heavy into artist support. Mm-hmm. So we're the only streaming service that's got a download site. And we encourage you, I certainly encourage you, go buy music from your favorite folks. Everyone knows that streaming doesn't pay a lot of money. So, you know, let's support these folks any way you can. So your favorite artist comes out, go buy their new album. Mm -hmm. We've got it all available in it. They're at really good prices. So we've got that going for us. And then one of our slogans or taglines, as it were, are we are the music lovers. Nothing could be more true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone that works at CoBuzz is just 
crazy in love with music. That's what we do. That's who we are. And that's what we're all about. So you'll get lots and lots of articles and ed- editorials about your favorite artists or bands or groups or things that are just happening in the music world in general. And those are all hand handwritten by us and, and, and published for your enjoyment. As far as size, we're definitely the smallest. We're definitely the smallest. And, and a lot of guys go, how do you even survive? We survive because there's a lot of music lovers out there mm-hmm. that recognize that's exactly what we are. And we hit them in that, that, that sweet spot. Let me clarify, too. You guys, out of all the competing services, and we're talking like all of them, including those named after a fruit that begins with A, which is probably appropriate given it's mm-hmm. a fruit. Uh, that's, that's how I feel about it. But you guys have the highest resolution of sound files that you're serving out of anybody. Is that, did I nail that right? Or Pretty much. Amazon mm-hmm. HD, they, Amazon went to uh, high resolution. That was a couple of years, too. Mm-hmm. And we just thought, okay, gosh, this is just going to absolutely kill us because they've come in $5 cheaper than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got at least as much, if not more, more music than, than we've got. Guys, this may be it. We really worked hard. We renegotiated with the uh, record labels, which we don't like to do because that just means less money for the artists and rights holders. It's just not the right thing to do. And we're not on a... We're not on a, a mad dash to zero. It's it's crazy. That's a no no win no win game. But they re- they lowered it to fifteen dollars, and we really had no choice. So we lowered our price to fifteen dollars as well. And uh, on an annual plan, I think it's like twelve fifty. But still, we thought, gosh, they're so big. What ended up happening is our subscriptions went through the roof. It was crazy. Just I think it's because Amazon is just so good at marketing anyway. Mm-hmm. And so they said high res and all of a sudden or HD, I think that's what they call it, which is another problem I have with people renaming everything, but whatever. But all of a sudden, a whole lot more people knew about higher resolution recording that really ever had. Mm-hmm. And as people do these days, they start they start researching on the Internet and all of a sudden they go high resolution audio. Oh, Cobus. Oh, people seem to like that. So we just got this huge influx of people. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> we just got this huge influx of people that, <clears throat> and then it, and that's the way it continued throughout the pandemic. We just kept going higher and higher, and we're going, wow, this is great. And the cool thing is, it's all in the midst of supporting audio shows and, and actually talking to end users about high resolution. I don't want to be like a rock, I'm not a rock star. Right. I'm just some guy that works for this cool company that a lot of people want to know about. So I should be available to to answer questions and to interact with those folks and to make music suggestions and to support the audio and the music industry, which is exactly what we've been doing. And I think that kind of rings clear with a lot of people, Chris. People enjoy other people that really dig what they're doing. They're doing it not necessarily for the coin. They're doing it. Because we could do a lot of things for the coin. We're doing it for the love of music. And I think people are, are really realizing that. I really appreciate that. 
Yeah. So I, this is what's important. It's funny. You were the person who set me up with my title influencer account. Do you still have that thing? Uh-huh. Still runs free to this day. But I got a chance to use title when you'd hook me up with it. We've used the IFI audio DACs that they've been sponsored, the Chris Foss show, and uh, they've been just really beautiful. And I've tested MQA folding against with really good decoders and stuff against uh, co-buzzes, just the pure Dern file. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty much, I, I, I don't know if I'm BSing myself, but I, I swear I can hear a difference in quality. I don't know. The, the... There's definitely a, there's definitely a difference, good or bad. There are a lot of people that will, which I don't really understand this mentality, but there are people that will literally <laughs> fight you to to win their point of, of about Cobuzz or MQA or Apple or Amazon or whatnot. And I'm, look, guys, as long as you're on one of those services. God bless you. They're all really good. And you also hear people talk about night and day differences. There are very few night and day differences between resolution files and high resolution to high resolution. You may have a preference, but so what spouting night and day is mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous statement. There's it's like a it's like a 730 to 830 sometimes. So let's use this to educate people. Let's talk about what's the difference between a low-res file. How do I know that I'm on a low-res file service? How do I tell? How do I find it? And what is the difference between 1644 and 24192? What does that really mean? I think that's what a lot of people just don't understand. That's such a great question. And this is where I find probably the most misconceptions that we're fighting about this. When I say we, I don't fight about it because it's a stupid fight, but... There are a lot of people who fight about theoretical numbers. I'll give you a good example. I just re- I was just reading a post the other day, mm-hmm. and they were talking about and the engineer guys that don't really understand the the depths of digital, not from a number standpoint, but what actually happens in a practical world. They will put out posts like this all the time. 1644 yields 96 dB signal to noise ratio, even 96 yields 144 dB signal-to-noise ratio. There is no equipment that could ever match that. Yeah, your car will go 160. You don't do that. So here's the real deal. The 24192 or 24, even 48, 24 is the big word there. That's the, to me, the far more important number. Yeah. Bit depth. And if you've got, let me put another one. If you've got a 16 bit recording mm-hmm. and you're one of these theoretical guys, you're going to mm-hmm. go, well, they're, they're four, they're 1411 kilobits per second. Folks, that is the theoretical limit. If you've ever seen a CD being played and tracked, what you'll find out is that a 1411 CD really tracks around. 500, 600, you get a really good one. It's going to maybe hit 900, but it's variable. This is a 1411 uh, constant. 1411 would be its its absolute highest performance downhill with the wind behind its back. Mm -hmm. So as a recording engineer, to actually record into 1644, you have got to be really, really good. There are a few of those out there. But there were many more bad recordings and the digital recordings in the 80s, 90s, and, and 
2000s up to about 2010, then there were good recordings. Mm-hmm. But now if you start listening to the way things are being recorded now, the bottom end, the top end extension, the dynamic range that they can get on these things if they're really in that mode, like some of the classical engineers and whatnot, they're unbelievable because they don't have to stick to that 16-bit format. So in other words, if I wanted 1,411 kilobits per second, I would have to do a 24, at least 48 recording so that at the end of the day, I would be hitting 1,411 or 1,600 or maybe 1,800, but not 600 and 800 Hmm. and 1,000. So really, if you take high resolution to its core, which is where it should be taken for, the biggest difference is going to be from a recording standpoint. Now, if you take this awesome recording, let's say a Billie Eilish tune, Phineas and Billie, they blow me away. Two young folks that make recordings that just sound, they just come out of a million dollar studio and they're in her bedroom with a DAW making these recordings, but they're making them in 24-bit, and they're making these great recordings. So then you look at London Graham, or there's just so many folks out there, Little Dragon, all of these recordings that are coming out today that hit this sub-bottom end. You could not do that unless you were a crazy skilled engineer 20 years ago, right? I know. We were looking for those kinds of tunes to demonstrate audio with. Pardon me. So every now and then again, you would find one. You would find somebody that's really great at recording 1644. Bill Schnee. Bill, Bill recorded all the, the Steely Dan stuff, Asia, and, and all of the stuff that really got all of these killer recordings. One of the things Bill said to me as a recording engineer with what, over 500 albums and countless Grammys. I think he's got like 50 Grammys or something for his yeah. incredible recording. Bill Schnee <laughs> said to me, David, the first time I ever heard a band from behind the class that sounded like they were in front of the class was the first time I recorded in 24192. Yeah. And I'm going, really? You've recorded on some of the best analog gear in the world. How about some of those like scooters or Ampex that you used to record on? So I'm just like an, I'm an amateur compared to Bill, right? I look at these scooter, these multi-thousand dollar scooter, multi-track decks, and I'm going, oh my God, I would love to have one of those. So Bill says to me, he goes, yeah, they're fine. But every single time the capstan clamps down on the tape and, and it transfers or it plays, there's a degradation. Because that just does not happen in digital. So some people enjoy the degradation. Some people enjoy that analog-y sound. And I say, God bless them. I've got a CPI Prime right here. I like it, too. It's fun. But, yeah, digital has come a long way. And the high resolution is really for the recording engineer. But now you are lucky enough to be able to hear exactly what they hear. Yeah, with one of these albums. If that's not important to you, and you're and you're more of a casual listener, my wife is a total casual listener, right? Mm-hmm. You know, high res is not necessary. You could just go to Spotify, and you'd probably be happy. But if you're looking for that last inch degree of resolution that the engineers have recorded on the on the uh, session then we're a great place to get. Let's educate some people some more here. The bits are important because that's the bits of data that are being sent forth with the quality of music. And so 16 bits is 16 bits, 
but 24 is, well, more. It's not quite double, but it's more. So you're getting more bits, more quality of sounds being fed to you, if I understand that correctly. In fact, a funny story, I don't know if I told this to you, Bill, we were honored to have him on the show, thanks to you. He comes on the show, and I'm like so pee happy to talk about Steely Dan, my second favorite band in the world next to Metallica. He goes, I don't want to talk about it. I'm sick of talking about Steely Dan. I'm like, this is on your PR thing. So we do the whole show. We end up getting into Mark Knopfler, which he's worked with a lot. I'm a huge fan of. Turns out he was the guy who produced and or engineered a couple Dire Straits things, including On Every Street, which to me is just sonically beautiful. It's one of those albums like Steely Dan where I don't think I ever knew what the words were for like 10 years. I was like, I should probably learn these words. Like, what do the words mean to this song? I don't know. I'm just, it's just so... Like from front to back, it's just sonically pure. And we get done. We wrap the show. I turn off the recorder. Guess what he talks about for the next half an hour? Steely Dan. Steely Dan. I love him. He was awesome. We sent him a mug. We need to send you out a Chris Voss show mug, David. We need to hook you up. What is lossless? Why is this important? First, I want to make one point to people. When you're looking at your music files, whether they're on any competitor or Cobuzz, you want to take a look at that bit rate and what the uh, kilohertz is. The kilohertz that I have? You want to look at that. Because... Technically, the difference between a 24-192 is like a 4K or 8K TV. And if you're listening to a 1644, you're on like an old 360 TV from like 1980. Maybe the one with the the antennas. Maybe it's black and white. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Might be an overly mean. Yeah, maybe a little... (laughs) <laughs> it may be overstating it a little bit, but that is absolutely the idea. It's it like I say, sixteen forty four can be really great if yeah. you start off with a sixteen forty four master, a fourteen hundred and eleven master. The problem is there's just none of them that do that. And unless you're a Bill Schnee or a Cookie Maranko or one of those people that just gets every single thing you can out of a sixteen bit recording, why do it? Give yourself the headroom. This is the thing that I'm talking about. I probably didn't explain this very well, but headroom is important in anything that you do. So in other words, if these speakers over here, if they take if they can if if they take fifty watts to drive, I I don't want to use a fifty watt amplifier. I probably want to use a hundred watt amplifier or a hundred and fifty watt amplifier so that when it does get to that fifty watts, mm-hmm. it's still super clean. There's, it's exactly the same in recording. If you're a recording engineer and you're having to peak up to 16-bit, that's a peak. You're recording this down here, right? Nothing mm-hmm. can peak above 16 or it's going to digital clip, and you sure don't want to hear that. That's a yes. horrible sound. So everything is somewhere under the mark, right, uh, up under that mark. But when you go to 24-bit, now the mark goes up here. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily record louder, but you've got more of a range that you can deal with. As a recording engineer, you've got more headroom. If this mm-hmm. were a car and you were driving top speed seven, your car would be able to go 140. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be able to go 120. You always want headroom in every single thing that you do, and recording is absolutely no exception uh, at all, as proven by the last five years. Chris, you've never heard better recordings. You might not dig the music, but oh my God, what if Phineas would have been able to record Led Zeppelin in Billy's uh, uh, bedroom? We would have the best Led Zeppelin recordings. That That or Billy would end up pregnant by Robert Plant, so I'm not sure (laughs) how that would work out. That sounds... You that sounds like that's going to end badly. Yeah. But, or good. It might end up, God bless what that child would be. What an artist or something. I don't know. I want to educate too. So, uh, a lot, why is lossless and bit perfect important? You guys deliver 
bit perfect. You guys deliver lossless type music. Even with my IFI audios, there's two Burbrown DACs in there, chips. And then it, it makes sure that passes through, including with my rune. Why is that important? Why should I care? Once again, if you're if you're a music lover and you want that detail, you, you probably don't want lossy music. Lossless is exactly what it says. There is no loss. It's minus of loss. It's exactly what was delivered from the from the the studio. Now you can take lossless and make it lossy, <laughs> right? Bluetooth. You take a cobuzz signal that's say 1644 or, or 2448 or 24192, you run it through Bluetooth. And I don't care what anybody tells you about LDAC or the new Bluetooth or whatever. Bluetooth is capped at about 500 kilobits per second. That, If, if you remember our discussion before, CD is 1411. So while Bluetooth sounds darn decent and a whole lot better than FM back in my day, it's not even close to uh, full-resolution files, much less high-resolution files. So you're just dealing with j- less information. Mm-hmm. And if you go to if you go to really what that means, maybe in a little different way, Chris, high-resolution is nothing more than millions and millions of tiny details. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it is now. When you put all those millions of tiny details together, all of a sudden the music just starts sounding better because it is so much more detailed in every single way. Yeah, if you're that kind of person that 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 wants unaltered sound, you want to hear what the recording engineer sounded. You want to get to his close. Yeah, you want to be on the board. I do. So here's the math, David. You guys charge about as much as everyone else charges relatively. Okay, this is called a dollar two. I don't know what it is because I haven't sat down and figured it out. But if you're going to pay for something, like if I pay for something, I want the best. I want the highest quality. I don't want I don't want low quality because then I'm I'm not getting the best. And that's why I've shopped around, of course, and <laughs> tried to get the best quality. And I, I look at I, I go on the competitors that you guys have. They're not really competitors because they don't match your guys' delivery, as we mentioned. I look at the resolution. Okay, what's the bit? What's the kilohertz? What sort of files? Is it coming through me for the delivery system? Because a lot of people don't understand, even if you have high resolution on your computer, if you don't have your drivers set up and you're, you're plugging in and stuff, a lot, there's stuff that can get, you've got to have a pure thorough put from front to back. I've been reading recently that some people's phones, you got to set them up. I know I have to set up Android to be able to get that pureness. But if you're going to pay for it, if you're paying about the same price for all these different services that are out there, why not get the best? That's what I think. Maybe I'm just a jerk that way. You and I, (laughs) it's just a super easy choice. And thousands of people are making that choice. And what you and I call the best would be the best experience, the best Mm -hmm. sound quality. But I don't want to take away from any of the other services because they've all got their little spot. If you're more into features than you are the actual end sound quality, I got to tell you, Spotify does a fantastic job. Does it sound as good? No, it doesn't, but they've got all these cool features. And if you're into that kind of thing, some people would argue, rightfully according to them, that Spotify would be the best choice. If you're into the spatial thing, if you're, which I'm not at all, I've listened to it my whole life and wanted to love it, but mm-hmm. I just don't. But if you do and you want to use your little ear, AirPod Pros or the big new headphones that they've got. Apple's got this head tracking thing and things come at you from different angles. So if you're into that, if you're into that kind of thing, 
man, I'm telling you, you will go, you will fight people because you think it's yeah. The only problem is you're still running on Bluetooth, which means you're lossy. You're losing data. And there's no, there's nothing purer than a cord. And that's why there we're running is a cord right here. No question about it. However, yeah. if you're more into the swirliness than the actual sound quality and what the engineer and artist had in, in mind, then you may like that. I, I remember yeah. my very first system was a quad system. That's how old I am. Yeah, you and me, man. Yeah, 1800 so LP quad. Sansui quad <laughs> amplifier and four Sansui speakers and stuff was coming at me from every angle. I had no idea what I was doing, but hey, I was having a good time listening to unfocused music. I, I just didn't know what I was doing, but I enjoyed it when I had it. And then all of a sudden I went over to a buddy of mine's house who, who had an old Macintosh amplifier and a couple of huge Bozak speakers. This was mm. like a throwback system. And he said, young man, let me show you what this stuff is young really man. supposed to sound like. Yeah, I was young back then. I was like yeah. I don't know, 18. And and so I sat down and he, he put me on he put me on a classical piece. I'm I'm not a classical listener at, at 18. I wanted to listen to Rush or but he puts his classical piece on and I'm going, Oh my God, that is the most beautiful thing I have ever heard in my entire life. And 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 then he said, Do you see how the, the flute section sounds like it's two rows back and they're going all across the sound stage? And I'm going, Yeah, I, I do. I do see that. He's going, Well, do you hear the timpanis and you can tell they're another fifteen feet back? And I'm listening, I'm going, Yes, I do. And he says, So now does the solo violinist is gonna come out in just a second. He's going to be dead center in front of everybody else. And so I start listening to this thing. It's the most real thing that I've ever heard in my life. I immediately became hooked yeah. and tried to learn every single thing that I could about electronics and speakers and placement. My my dad and I built a, a couple of amps and a couple of preamps. So I can wow. understand what's going on inside of this stuff and it just became a real love of mine. But my particular love was trying to reproduce or recreate a performance. And I realized that could never be done in quad. Mm -hmm. Not unless you're doing something like Pink Floyd or something where you're things aren't real. So much stuff isn't real. You're going, okay, I dig that. But like when it comes to like real music, Give me a good two-channel system any day. and that's well, This is a discussion we were having online. Some people that like the new spatial announcements, and they were claiming that there's multi-tracks. They're taking those multi-tracks and putting them through the spatial, and that puts them everywhere. And you're correcting uh, people and saying, no, it, it, when it comes to you guys, it's two tracks. When it comes to everybody, it's two tracks yeah. from the studio. There's yeah, not. Like on my drums upstairs, I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven mics. That would be mm -hmm. what your friend would be. Yeah, yeah. And there's a board, and you've got you've got all the levers there. But in the end, when it's, it's put on two, the tape. It's and, recording. Yeah. They, they take all of that. We take all of those microphones. They we just get the levels right and the sound. We want it, this SM57 on a snare. You want that thing sharp and tight and quick. But mm -hmm. the, the big SM on the bass drum, it's just it's for bottom. So you want to make everything sound the same. So your friend that was talking about people have been making multi-track recordings for years. So this whole Apple thing is perfectly logical. I'm going. 
dude, you're getting multi-channel <laughs> and multi-track. Mixed up, mixing yeah. Multi-track for sixty years, seventy years now. Yeah, even they, even the Beatles at least had a four-track going on. I think some of it was a mono actually originally. A lot of people don't even understand how the whole concept of recording music works, and unless you've sat down with a board or understood a board, you don't really get it. There were some comparisons to spatial being like a movie theater where it's that same quadrophenia effect that you were having where you're in a theater and it's being pumped through different sounds and it's coming in through different angles. But a lot of that's an EQ sort of manipulation. If I have headphones, if I'm in a, if I'm in a movie theater, that's a little bit different because it's a large space and there's going to be bouncing off and everything. But if I have headphones or earphones, there's only two speakers in here. If you give me spatial, there's not like 50 speakers inside of here that it's going to be utilizing. It's just screwing with the sound, really, when it comes down to it, like an EQ. Am I wrong? I think some some headphones have got multi-drivers in them, but mostly mm-hmm. right. It's done yeah. mostly with a DSP, digital uh, signal processing. Yeah. Uh, so you're screwing with it. So you're manipulating the sound. You're taking the original pure, the pure... Of course, a lot of these services that we're talking about with spatial, I think there's just one right now, they're not even delivering at the highest rate of audio and not even the Bluetooth devices that they're selling will deliver at the highest rate of audio. In fact, they tell you that. And But that's not what they're going for. Apple yeah. is counting that, and they're right. They're, they're absolutely right. They're counting on people being more impressed with the thrills Mm-hmm. than the real thing. That's a solid yeah. marketing plan. Apple's not yeah. stupid. So if you took, there's this guy out there that that takes 16, 16-bit recordings and turns them into 24, not 192, or he takes 24, 192 recordings and turns them into 16-bit and goes, okay, now tell me, tell me if you can hear the difference. And a lot of people cannot hear the difference. Really? Once it's recorded, which is the yeah. most important thing, and you drop it down a little bit, most people aren't going to be able to tell. My contention is, why would you even do that? 1644, yeah. honestly, is not even a, it's not even a, a real format anymore. Yeah. What does 1644 go on to? Why is it even discussed anymore? Because it's not as good as 24. It's old technology. It's old technology because you had to fit, that's all, a 24-bit file at 44.1 would not fit onto a disc. So they yeah. had to go, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to take it down to to 16-bit, which to your point is like a little like a color printer, right? Uh, in fact, the numbers line up about the same. Like a 16-bit recording will give you 65,536 different voltages that, that ones or zeros can line up along the wavelength, right? Mm-hmm. Um, got like if, once you go to a 4K or a better printer, right? You start dealing with millions of colors. That's the kind of thing that that the same kind of thing. You're dealing like with a 24-bit recording instead of 65,536 different places. You're dealing with over a million places that you can place the value on the uh, wavelength. And I don't want to forget to mention this. One of the things I love about the the Cobuzz app is the app is I can download the music for offline listening, which is really awesome. Because I don't have to pay the data fees when I go on a drive or I go traveling or something. They're on my phone and I can, and they're at the highest bit possible if I tell the settings to do that. So I love that. Yeah. That's what I do too. I record, I don't record anything over 2496 on a cell phone. You can choose what you record, what Mm -hmm. uh, flavor you record in. And the reason I don't go any over 2496 is because nothing will play it. Oh, really? 
I go, look, let's just stop it at twenty four ninety six because nothing will play it anyway. Mm-hmm. And let me be like super frank with you. If you're like in a car environment or a plane environment, you're not here in high res anyway. There's too much. There's just too much noise yeah. around to do it. But I'm a dweeb when it comes to the files that I listen to. So if it's available in a high res format, I'm gonna record, I'm gonna download it in a high res format. Um, if I it's think they're available in I'll download it in sixteen forty four. I think there was some sort of new app or some sort of new driver that was coming out that could give Androids a, a, the jack up when it comes out the when it comes out of the out of the thing. I don't know. I'll have yeah, to look we, into that. We were just having a meeting about this uh, day before yesterday, a company wide meeting. And I think the latest thing is that there's a new one coming out uh, that'll do 2496, and they're mm. really working on trying to get it to go higher than that. Mm. But honestly, if you're dealing with 2496 on a cell phone, <laughs> you're doing pretty darn good. Right? Nothing is you're driving down the road. You can't wear what headphones. You don't want to do is you don't want to buy a service for your lowest resolution listening. Yeah. So even if you can't hear high resolution in the car, I sure can't hear it here. Oh, right? yeah. So I listen to it like on my icons, and I mean, it's so night and day. And if you want to hear a couple of recordings that absolutely you hear the difference between 1644 and 24192, I got a couple for you. One of them was recorded in 1956, and it was released in 1957. It's a gentleman named Illinois Jacquette. Mm-hmm. He's got a, an album out called The Swing of Things. And I think it's the second or third tune is uh, Harlem Nocturne. We've got that available in 1644 and then in 24192. Here's the cool thing. Before I started with Cobus, I was buying all kinds of high resolution audio to store on my hard Flax? Yeah. Flax files. So I bought this file, but I bought it for like 50 bucks. It was a pretty expensive record for being a mono record at 24192, which sounds almost silly. But when you listen to the difference between the 16-bit mm-hmm. track, and you could just do this right on Cobus, mm-hmm. listen to the difference between the 16-bit track and the 24192 track, and it is absolutely a totally different experience if you're listening to it on a good hi-fi. And this is what I encourage people to do. They can, I think, do you guys, Cobuzz offers, they get to test out the service for free sort of yeah. thing. Do you guys offer that? Seven days or something, 30 days? I don't remember. 30 days. So I encourage people to go sign up for the service. Check it out. Start looking at these data points. Is this a 1644? And the great thing about your service is you're really upfront about it because you want to educate people. You want to know what they're paying for and what they're getting. And there's lots of different versions you offer. So they can look at the 1644. And honestly, and it doesn't take expensive DACs. It doesn't take expensive headphones. You can hear, it's like night and day. Like I, I went and tested out a recent service that has spatial that is fruity. <laughs> I'll say that. I was listening to their file of some Steely Dan. And usually one of the favorite files that I tested, I took this from a speaker testing review blog. And they love the file, the Steely Dan album. Oh, man, I can't. Yeah, I just went right out my way. Asia is, of course, Gaucho, a great recording. Gaucho or Asia. Those are the Gaucho or Asia are great recordings. But one of the most sonic, beautiful recordings that they did. I hate to throw Bill under the bus here, but it was just a timely thing. But Jack of uh, Jack of Speed is the Jack of Speed. It's off of the album that Steely Dan, Jack of Speed. If you get a chance to listen to Jack of Speed, it's just sonically beautiful from Steely Dan. And I actually use that when I do a lot of my testing because I these guys said a lot. Jack of Speed off of Two Against Nature. You hit it. 
Yeah. That is the album I was actually talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about another one too, the uh, Illinois Jacket. But that the one that you just mentioned. Oh, you can't see that. There's. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see that. It's yeah, two against nature. The uh, the tune I like to uh, Jack of Speed is great. The one that I use for that particular demo, if you want to hear what you can buy in sixteen forty four, and then what you can get in high res, I think it's twenty four ninety six. Is Janie Runaway? Janie so, Runaway. Yeah. So if you listen to those two side by side, you will not have to ask why we do high resolution. But I do want to say, record companies. They're all about making money. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to overstate high resolution that shouldn't be overstated. We've got quite a few albums that were recorded in high res or turned into high res, some of maybe some of the older recordings that are okay. They're not that great. They're just okay. And in some instances, you go, why did they even bother? They bothered because they wanted to sell more records or whatever. Some records just don't need to be upsampled or reconverted or retaped just because the album wasn't recorded that great to begin with. So in those instances, almost always, I look at those as, oh, okay, got it. This is a marketing thing. But then you look at that, at other stuff like the, the Steely Dan that we were just talking about or the, or the Illinois Jacket that I was just talking about. And they're thousands and thousands more those are just a couple of examples all of a sudden you start going oh there is there really is something to this if you want the very best sound quality but if i'm expecting every single 24 bit file to sound awesome totally unrealistic expectations what you can expect is there's a whole lot of good ones thousands of really good ones but the, I think the better point is that about 90% of everything that we're getting today from record labels is in their native format. It's in the native file format that they recorded it in. So some of them are recorded in 2448, some 24192, and everything in between. But the really cool thing is all of the recordings that we're getting these days, these high-resolution recordings, are better than anything that's ever been recorded yeah. ever. So I encourage people to sit down, start educating yourself, understand what lossless is, understand what bit perfect is, understand what these differences between 16-bit, 24-bit, these resolutions. And like I said, they can use the CoBest service. You can go on there and you can do the comparisons. And it's like a canyon. Like I, my friend who was calling me out the other day and we went and looked at the Spatial Fruity music service. I listened to their file and it, and to my ears, it was like listening to something in a trash can. It was like I threw a uh, Steely Dan boombox in a trash can and was listening to it out of that thing. Very, and then I went, hmm? It, it's diffused. That's a, that's yeah. a fairly accurate <laughs> It, Dude, it was like muffled too. It was like really awful. And then I went to Cobas and loaded up the highest thing that I could get. And it was just beautiful. It It is distinguishable. I don't know. The Grand Canyon. It's not even close. It's not you're like, oh, I think I can heal the drums a little bit better. No, it's like listening to something I don't know, that's coming out of a trash can to something that's really high res. And you're paying almost the same price for it. Right. And that's where the real value is in understanding this is. And I'm a music lover. I'll give a shout out plug. The headphones we always use, Master and Dynamics. Oh, They've I been love those. I'm, that's what I use for my, uh, in the studio. And anytime I'm playing my drums, those are my headphones. 
Yeah. In fact, in fact, the ones I fell in love with are the original ones, the MH40s. That's and what I still got. Yeah. The Spectrum's on them. And I keep threatening uh, the CEO, who's always wonderful to us and shares uh, the, the headphones with us. And we use them on the show all the time. I keep saying, telling him, I'm like, I, this is the Spectrum out of all your headphones. I love the best. Please don't ever change these. And I can hear through high-quality music, I can hear the different things, and I can isolate them. So if I want to focus in on that snare, if I want to focus in on the keyboards or whatever, the layers and design that he put in them are amazing. And they're only like 249 I think, now is the price range. I think when I first started getting into there, like four or 500 bucks. Yeah. And it's one of the best values in, in headphones. For I mean, the price point? Like holy crap. Or you can yeah. build yeah. like a tank. Yeah. And what was funny was the original ones around here somewhere. I had the original ones and I had them for six or seven years and I was still wearing them. And, and I think I was my, the acid from my skin had, had uh, peeled off some of the glue. And so I wrote him and I said, Hey man, can we get these replaced? And he's like, yeah, we'll look you up. He's like, those are still going. Same thing with Vonitu. I don't know if you're familiar with Vonitu speakers, but we ran the Vonitu speakers for seven years and then they came and said, Hey, can you send those? And they're like, are those still running for you? And I'm like, yeah, man, this, they're like, they're like charms, but you can hear the quality and it's so important. And if you're an audiophile or you just enjoy good music, I would say you need to check this stuff out. You need to learn this stuff. Really what we should have done was got Neil Young to come on here and start screaming about MP3s. Remember that back in the day? Neil's actually a big fan of Copas. We're, we're, we're Is he? Yeah, oh, that's I right. Guess. He pulled everything off a of tie and put on you guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Neil is a he's a neat guy, but yeah, he's probably the one artist that has advocated for high res more than anybody else. Even when Pono went away, when that was a when that was a kind of a disaster ending, it wasn't like he was doing this just to sell Pono. He can do yeah. the whole high resolution thing, and so he's a real believer. Great guy. We had Phil Baker, his his CEO on on the show not too long ago. Who really neat guy. Yeah. This guy, he makes great music. And when you put as much work and love and, and sweat and toil into making great music, I'm a Neil Young fan. Um, I'm sure you are. You, the, you want people to listen to the Pierce Forum. You don't want them to listen to your sound out of a garbage can. And listen to uh, Neil Young live at Massey Hall. He did that in 1971. He was 22 years old and is one of the most awe-inspiring recordings that you will ever hear but all neil's stuff has always sounded great he was a real stickler for being in the studio helping the engineers letting them know exactly what he wanted and you could imagine neil he's probably not a hold back kind of a guy he's probably going to tell you what he thinks right yeah i was trying to get bill to tell me some of the stories of the shenanigans of uh, donald fagan and and uh, what's his face from steely dan and he's like, yeah I, I don't kiss and tell i'm not oh, gonna well. i'm not gonna tell you the stories i'm like come on man i want to hear the stories the 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 because he's yeah there was always up to something you just you would get sick of him because they'd be like, tricking people and messing with things and, and mucking about some of the, the, the best words if you guys aren't familiar with that i think chris did a show with uh, bill he's got a book called, called chairman at the board and mm -hmm. it it talk about a page turner. Oh God! You can't put it down. It's one cool story after another. Yeah, he's got probably more he could tell. And I, I said, you need to write a book that's a tell-all. Like <laughs> I want to know all the dirty secrets between Barbara Streisand that you recorded for Whitney Houston. He was the first on the first Whitney Houston album, and then the the Bodyguard, and so many so many great things. I think I asked him on the show. So 
who was oh what was her you're so vain that that big oh, arse that was one of carly simon, carly simon. and uh, we just had so much fun i couldn't even do an hour show i was going through his library on his wiki i'm just like oh my god how where do we start and where do we end it's just pinch me and so his stories just i wish he'd tell them all but i really encourage people to get to know you guys the sad part is with big marketing and big dollars and stuff you guys just you guys are that underdog that kind of just goes hey we're putting out high quality stuff and we're just going to do our thing over here and yeah you should probably come try us out and whatever it's so important that people understand some of these different marketing spins around the market like spatial and i can take a 1644 file which is it's a 360 tv 720 maybe and i can run it through an eq an equalizer 24 12 take your pick and i can make it sound a lot better but I'm manipulating the sound, but I'm still sourcing from a low quality file, really, when it comes down to it. Why don't you just go get a really good file? And then if you want to EQ that, well, then you can do that too, if you're really, if you're really into that. But you're probably going to start that's, that's messing stuff up. We think about it and you know, certainly hope you guys uh, decide to join us at CoBuzz. And the main thing is, I sincerely, whatever music service you end up choosing, just have a great time. Uh, yeah. To me, it's not something to to throw a stake in the earth and fight about. It's just have a good time. It's, yeah. it's, you guys don't have to fight. You guys are delivering the highest quality. So you're just like, we're here. You, whatever, if you want to come around. But yeah, I, it really, I really think people, if you really love music, if you're a young person nowadays, you want the highest quality music. It makes all the difference, I promise you. And you don't even have to have expensive headphones. Like I've had people say to me, well, you probably have to have $500 headphones, Chris, to really hear the sound quality. No, man, I can tell. I can probably tell across Bluetooth, although I don't spend a lot of time trying. But it, it makes a difference. And if you really love music, you love great sound, or if you're just paying for something, if you can, if you can pay the same price for chopped liver or for prime rib, which would you rather have? Maybe there's somebody like, who really <laughs> likes chopped liver. Like my dogs or something. But I'm sure my dogs would go for prime rib too. Get the highest quality that you want, but learn some of these different things. What is lossless? What is what are flag files? MQA was something I got into and looked at, but when you understand the software that has to be involved and there's a folding and there is a bit of loss, I believe, in MQA, if I understand. I think they claim there's not, but there there has to be. You can't fold and unfold without having loss. I mean, or, or I don't know. You kind of I mean, and flack is folding and unfolding without loss. It, MQA, they they they've got a little different process. Bob's a brilliant guy. It's it's not really my thing, but it's another thing to to have to to choose between. Really swear by it, but yeah, yeah. I I thought I did at first because I'm like this is really cool. I like this, and so I started really comparing your guys' thing. One thing I want to give a shout out to, and they I think they've been on your show, is Rune Labs. And uh, Rune's been on your show talking about their stuff. We want to get Sonos in after this too, by the way, because you guys have an edge that no one has with them. But with Rune Labs, you can load up the, the title and you can load up Cobuzz. You can see the differences. And if you've got a good MQA decoder, you can get some from IFI Audio. I'll plug them again. But you want a good decoder. There's, well, there's two different types. There's a decoder, I think, and there's a something else. I have two ones and they do two different things. One one does only unfolds two parts of the oh, three. Yeah. 
and one does all three. But you can go in and you can compare these files side by side. And the beautiful thing about Rune Labs and the Rune system is it makes sure that you have the drivers, the IFI will make sure you have the drivers so that you're getting that bit perfect thing all through your system. It's going to come out the other side. And of course, you want to go into your sound settings and the thing. But let's talk about Sonos because uh, Sonos has got a thing with you guys that's really unique. And a lot of my tech friends, they love Sonos. I'm a big fan about Blue sound, but Sonos is also good. We reviewed them on the Chris Voss show. Yeah, I love I, I like them. But I've got them both. I've got a I've got a node in my studio right next to my drums, mm-hmm. and then I've got mm, I think like seven zones of Sonos because I've been dealing with Sonos. They yeah. were like the, they were the first. So in my kitchen with the speakers way up, and my bathroom, and different places like that on my back porch got a lot of Sonos around. When I want to step up, I start going with Blue Sound, or I've got a Pi in here that's really cool, Mm -hmm. and something that you are going to absolutely love. I just got this in. I haven't even had a chance to hook it up, but this company is just incredibly cool. They're called Hi-Fi Rose. Have you seen those? It's kind of dinging a bell, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, really cool stuff. It's like an amplifier, integrated amplifier with a streamer built in. But the streamer screen is like oh, yeah, almost yeah. as long and, and wide as the whole unit, and it's all touch screen. So I'm really looking forward to to whipping that out. I got a couple Martin Logan Motion 40s upstairs that I'm gonna that I'm gonna hook that up to. So you've just got like this whole all in one system, right? It's all mm-hmm. you need to repair pair our our pair of speakers. I'm looking so- forward to trying that out. So what's the deal with you guys and 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 Sonos that makes it so special? The thing about Sonos is we're the first we're the first people to to offer high resolution on Sonos up to twenty four forty eight, and it just makes it sound better. Here's the th- here's the deal with most Sonos users, like ninety five percent of them, they're all dealing with MP three. Almost everybody on Sonos is listening to three hundred and twenty kilohertz <laughs> and below. And they're they don't they're buying know. these expensive speakers. <laughs> except they don't even know that that their system sonus has always been able to do 1640 yeah so when i was a kid when i was starting with sonus i would burn all my cds into a a hard drive and then play them back through sonus 1644 as opposed to compress them like so many of the other services are but they're fed that's a terrific little setup if you're not interested in super high res stuff but your sonus stuff if it's uh, Series 2, what do they call it? That's not Series 2. That's Sonos? Yeah. It's I'm not sure. Variation. I can't remember. Just I haven't gotten their newest ones yet. We had, I that think we got one last year. 2448. So, yeah, yeah, we're offering the best sound on Sonos that Sonos can possibly deliver. And it's So here's the sales great. pitch. If you really want to enjoy your Sonos speakers, you've got to have uh, Kobos. Yeah, unless you're dealing with some of their lower-end speakers, then it just honestly... Dolby Atmos, and that's one thing that Sonos added. In fact, I've got to make contact with them to get another unit. I think we got a review unit out of them about a year or so ago, right before the coronavirus. Is Dolby Atmos, Is that's another thing that's been running around with the spatial conversation. How, how really good of that is... I have it on my computer. It's noticeable if I use it with, like, games that run Dolby oh, yeah. Atmos. But it, to, gotta to, have it. Yeah, to me, it is still a bit of an equalization. Am I wrong or am I, where am I? No, it's not equalization. It's literally sounds recorded from, on there. 
like Atmos, they literally record things back here that are back there. Okay. That all comes from the, the Foley experience. You know about Foley Studios, right? No. Like nothing in movies is real. Nothing. If you really, car, if you hear a car door slam, it is not. Oh, you're talking. Yeah, slam. okay. Those if are the guys that they make the sounds. Gravel, and they... They're yeah. not walking across gravel. Someone yeah. else is there. So yeah. movies are totally different and not real-time performance like music. Mm. So for movies, for games, for things like that, man, God, the Atmos thing is like way cool. But in music, if you throw a pair of bongos over my right ear, I'm going to throw something at you. That's not where the bongos belong. They belong in front of me. Yeah. I want to be up close and personal with the performance but I don't want to be in the middle of the band. That's not mm. realistic. It's crazy. And that's the way, from my experience, that's the way about 90% of the stuff is mixed. The engineers don't have any clue how to really mix this. It's mixed mm. terribly. And nothing really, to me, sounds real. Not music-wise. That's totally different than if I'm watching some kind of an action adventure and I've got helicopters flying over my head and bullets whizzing past my shoulders. That's It's a different thing. It's great for movies and gaming, but it's not the purity of sound for music it's because not that's not the way music thing. was recorded. It's not my thing, but just like quad, yeah. it's going to take a whole lot of people and they'll go, hey, wow, I really dig this. Hey, what would happen, Chris, if all of a sudden... They started mixing correctly, mixing music correctly with Dolby Atmos. No telling what's going to happen in the future. But if it were me doing the mixing, I would be going more for an ambience rather than direct sounds. So, if you're listening to, if you're listening to an orchestra, let's mm -hmm. say you're in a room. There's all kinds of reflections that are happening behind you. So if you could capture those reflections and that decay of those reflections the same way the room does, you know, and, and it's actually in high resolution, who knows? Maybe that's going to sound incredible. I understand Steve Wilson is doing some stuff that's that sounds pretty good. I'm really interested in hearing it because I haven't heard any of his stuff, but I'm a huge fan. So, you know, there's no telling where it's going to go in the future. I'm sure well, isn't, it's going to get better. Because it's isn't the problem, though, it's got to be recorded for Dolby Atmos decoding. Steely Dan didn't record in Dolby Atmos. No. Nope. Right? So what it's am I getting if I'm listening to Steely Dan through? Yeah. Now, what will it do? It will make it sound swirly, and you'll get some stuff back here. Another thing it'll do is defocus your center, right? So if Donald Fagan is singing just right of just right of, of stage, mm -hmm. and that's where they've got him panned, that's what it's exactly what it's going to sound like. And he is there, and it should be an absolute pinpoint where it is. You should be able to point at this guy, as opposed to now you've got all of this swirly stuff and now donald fagan doesn't really sound like it's coming from here it sounds like it's coming from here well my yeah. mouth isn't that big my mouth is that big and that's the way i want to hear it there was uh something i listened to the other day and i never ever heard it before and this is the thing i've loved about how all these different companies you've introduced me to over the years and higher quality is just more and more i hear sound that I've never heard before. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And I've listened to tracks like Steely Dan and Rush. I've probably listened to them 10 billion times. And to get on Cobuzz uh, and hook up a beautiful DAC and uh, not too overexpensive expensive headphones and 
and really listen to them. I've heard stuff I've never heard before. The other day, I don't know who it was. I think it was Dire Straits or Mark Knopfler. It might have been something off. It might have been Sultans of Swing. But I literally, for the first time, I realized there was two different guitar tracks playing. And I could, and they had one on each channel on each, each year. And I never made that distinction until I started, you know, looking at my files and upgrading. Cause I went through Rune, I went through your guys' stuff and I threw out my old crap that I had from CDs that I had burned off. And so I was going through this stuff and I, I don't remember which track it was. I'm pretty sure it's a dire straits, but I never heard that there was two guitar parts. Normally when I would hear them, they would be overlaid. And so they would come at you straight as one or as a blended thing. But for the first time I heard one was in one ear and one was in the other. And I'm like, holy crap. You just hear stuff that you're just blown away and you just go, oh wow. I for the first time, like you guys, between you guys Rune and IFI Audio, you guys made me love fall in love with my music all over again. Because wow. I just played it in the ground. And so that now I love it. So nice to hear I oh dude. That, and you're that, talking I've been doing that for forty years or fifty years listening to music. So that there's nothing that I would rather hear more. It's certainly that way with so many people that, yeah, yeah, I hear that all the time. I'm just rediscovering my music or I'm getting to hear all of this new killer music that's coming out, or I hate the new music. I'm just going to play mine or. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And getting it in the high resolution, you've brought all that forward and out, not forward in the sound spectrum stage, but I can hear the timbales. I can hear little touches. I can hear maybe someone teeing on, uh, on the, you know what I'm talking about, the little teeny sound. You'll have to do this one at some point when you have a chance, but Dan Macta and myself, he's our managing director and just all around great guy, super music lover. We sat down, we were at a store before the pandemic and I'm going, I just want you to hear something. We sat down and it was about a hundred thousand dollar system. I won't even tell you what it was. We sat down and I put on the low spark of high hill boys track. Yeah. We were sitting there. It's the first time we either one of us heard that particular album on Cobus through a system like this. And we were going, I didn't even know that was there. I've never yeah. heard that, whatever that thing was before. Maybe it's a harmonic or something, but it's like I'd never heard that thing before. And we were just, but so we sit down in the middle of the showroom. It wasn't in the middle of the showroom. So it was in a, it was in a, a room. But we kind of sort of Ooh. occupied the room for the next hour and a half, just sitting down, listening to stuff on this album that we had never really heard before. Yeah, and, and it's you guys have just taken my music and just brought it forward. And, of course, I for a lot of years, I just had the old crap files. The first thing I did was I had the CDs. And a lot of people don't realize when the albums first came out, they would have, they'd have to EQ and manipulate the albums to, to get the sound onto the wax platters. Every album. Yeah. And they literally took that same spectrum when CDs first came out and they marketed them like, Hey, this will be much better and higher. I don't know if they, I don't remember if they marketed them as high resolution, but they were like, it's better. There's more data that can go on them. But they literally just took for the first run for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. They literally just took those, messed up eq files that they had saved off the lps or jacked down for the lp and just threw them on the cd and then eventually they had to come out with the remasters and stuff but learning about all this stuff is really important because it is like night and day some of our friends that i've been talking to online i'm going to be taking my laptop up with them with my cobus and my dac and my not overly expensive headphones and i'm gonna it's gonna be like night and day like night and day between the two, because I can I hear wait it. Wait to hear the report. Yeah, and I have tinnitus. 
that's why Chris and I are actually on this whole. Dude, I'm going to film it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to that, film it. Chris and I were on this thread together, and this is where this whole live stream came from. We're going, we really just need to dispel some myths. No Bluetooth is yeah. resolution. And it's okay to like what you like. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that, that kind of bothers me more than anything else. I don't care if you like our service or whoever's service. It's it's There's not a fight. There shouldn't be a fight. I just don't get that. I think there should be a fight. <laughs> You can play nice. I'm not going to play nice. I I I, I make shifts oh, no. for my resume music. Better than the ribeye, and I will kick your ass if you say otherwise. <laughs> that's a that's a flavor thing. This is the difference between uh, a, a a prime rib and I don't know some roadkill or something you find on the road. That's well, what this I difference is. You that. Dude, I, I you can I'm hear the sound. The prime rib. And I really encourage people like do your research. Don't believe us. Go go sign up for a sign up for a test drive of Cobuzz start Googling what does lossless mean? What does bit perfect mean? What is 1644? What, why is this important? And then do the AB to take two of the files, compare them. And if you, you can, you don't even have to have a, an expensive headset headphones. You don't have to have 18, 16, 2400 DAC. I don't know how much this, I think it's That's $2, very $2, DAC. You don't, you can hear it. It's that it's like trash can music to, Beautiful music. And you know what? The artist will thank you, too, because the artist doesn't want you. They work so hard for that stuff. Neil Young. I should put a cut in here where he's like, MP3. Um, sorry, Neil Young. My bad. But, yeah, he, I remember him barking about that on Pono. Is there anything more you want to plug out on Cobuzz so we can get people to quit uh, subscribing to these other services? Yeah, come on over. Come over to you. Check us out. It's 30 days free. What do you have to lose? I will say that we, if you are into this thing and you want to – be in a community that, that loves music just as much as you do. When you hop on Cobuzz, if you like it, join us at Streaming Music Matters on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's my fanboy page of Cobuzz. But it's not all about Cobuzz. I put out all kinds of articles and pictures. We share a lot of music together. And then we answer a lot of questions as well. So hop over and, and join yeah. us. We're there yeah. We're there for you. And I actually enjoy it. I, I love the back and forth with the people that want to talk music or DAX or whatever. It's just, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's just, it's fun. Come join us. We have a good time over there. Yeah, I love it too. It, it's good to, it's good to swim in the pool of uh, stuff. Literally, I'm not kidding you. I probably should have started the show with this, but literally after 40 years of playing Ad Nauseam, Steely Dan, Metallica, Rush, which are some of my top bands, Journey, I think it'd be a fourth. I And and all my music, I played it all. And I'm one of those guys that I'm still stuck in that whatever era I am. I remember the models used to come over to my house when I had my modeling agency and they'd look at my CD collection of like 4,000 CDs and they go, you're a butt rocker, aren't you? Which I guess refers to the long hair from the 90s, like Cinderella and stuff. And uh, when they first told me that, I was like, what the hell? But I'm still stuck in that area, and I'm proud of it, darn it. Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix was a god, Steve Ray Vaughan, you name it. Even going back to Muddy Waters and some of those guys, the, the way they, sadly, they didn't have really high-quality recording stuff. But the, the fact that they put out such beautiful music with what they had is just incredible. So I encourage everyone to go learn, go see what's going on. Don't buy the marketing hype and spin of anyone. Go back and learn. And the beautiful part about Cobuzz, you can go on, you can see different albums that were recorded with different resolutions and you can compare them and compare apples, do an A-B test. And if you're going to pay for something, get the best. So you want 30,000 for that Mercedes, or I can give you 30,000 for that Yugo over there. 
Get the Mercedes. <laughs> Don't be a sucker. Anyway, so that is that. So give us your plugs, David, where people can find uh, Cobuzz on the internet interwebs. Cobuzz.com, and uh, that's where we, we are on all social. And uh, and I'm at Streaming Music Matters and Cobuzz Social. So come on over and join us if, if you want to hear what we're all about. I think you'll like it. There you go. As Neil Young would say, keep on rocking in a free world. That's my favorite Neil Young track of all time. The live version, which is really raw. Yeah. That's my favorite Neil Young. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we've seen a lot of people on LinkedIn saying hello. So be sure to check them out, guys. I love Cobuzz. They're just wonderful. The, they have all the great stuff, too, that all the other services have, where they serve you playlists and different things. You know, you like soul music, blues. They got all that stuff there. So check them out. And then join David's uh, Facebook group. You can ask questions, learn stuff, enjoy your music and all that good stuff. Go to YouTube.com forward slash Chris Voss. You can follow us over there. Go to all the groups we have on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's so many different groups and companies and this crap we do over there. It's crazy. Uh, also, go to goodreads.com for Chris Voss. Thanks to my great friend, David, for uh, coming on the show today. We certainly appreciate you, David. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. There you go. Thanks, guys. Check it out. There'll be a link on the Chris Voss show so you can click to uh, sign up for uh, Cobuzz and check him out. All that good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time.